you're listening to Adulthood Academy. I'm your host, Angela Hatchie. This community is a resource for all those adulthood things many of us were never formally taught. That's all the stuff from learning to handle your finances to navigating different relationships. It's all in here. I've spent years working to figure out adulthood, feeling like I was shooed out into the world wholly underprepared. Since then, I've gotten myself out of debt and prepared myself financially for my future, learned to cook and bake pretty good stuff, and learned to start saying important things out loud in all kinds of relationships. There is far more ahead to learn than there is behind, and that's what I'm here for, to foster this community of perpetual go-getters who are working to fulfill their potential in every facet of life. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get in there. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Adulthood Academy. I hope you're having an amazing week and you have something fun planned for the weekend. I'm gardening for the first time, like I think a lot of people actually, from what I hear. The garden supplies have gone up and more people than ever are starting to garden for the first time. So that's me because (laughs) everyone is home right now. So I got some uh, like butter lettuce and broccoli and some Swiss chard and all kinds of stuff that I'm going to attempt to plant this upcoming weekend. So I'm super excited about that uh, because I just think it'll be fun, something to do. And I feel like when I was younger, I was like, gardening, so boring. (laughs) Why does anybody garden? Um, But I think now it's like one of those things where you're like, I'm getting old now when you're interested in like houseplants and gardening. You're like, okay, I'm pushing 30 here. So that's where I'm at, and I'm really excited to garden. So I hope you have something fun planned. If you want to talk gardening with me, send me a DM on Instagram. Tell me what you're planting. I would love to hear about it. And um, without any further ado, let's get into this episode uh, all about limiting money beliefs. And I think this is kind of something that's trendy right now, and a lot of people talk kind of abstractly about overcoming limiting beliefs about whatever they're talking about. And it can be kind of like an abstract thing to think about. So I'm going to try to make this episode as relatable and actionable as possible. And again, at the end of the episodes, I always have like action items or steps you can take that will help you with whatever we're talking about during that episode. So make sure to stick around. I will mention it at the end of the episode, but stick around for that as well. When we think about limiting money beliefs, I think getting to the root of that is really important. So I will start with kind of like my story um, so you can get an idea of limiting money beliefs in action and then maybe start to think about how you can apply that to your own money story or your own kind of like upbringing. So I thought that struggling was kind of all that was available to me. And I thought like, I'll get an okay job and just kind of like, do fine and get by because that was what was kind of like an example to me growing up is just like we're gonna always struggle with money it's not meant to be spent on like enjoying it or doing anything other than a necessity and so in throughout middle school high school college I kind of just thought like life's always going to be hard, which in reality, life is really hard for everybody. Nobody gets out. That's like, okay, I had an easy life and it was amazing. Um, We all will struggle at some point. But the point is money wise, I thought that's all that's available to me is like struggling, get an okay job, get by and it'll be fine. And, you know, I think like we all have conceptions about the role that money can play in our lives. And working to understand that, I think, is where we have to begin. So that's what this whole episode is about. So I'm not using, you know, my story as like a way for 
anybody to feel something about it, like feel sorry for me or feel any type of way. Um, it's more to just relate to people who are maybe mentally in the same place so that we can all see that everyone comes from different places, no matter if that's from no money like me or a bunch of money, all of those things factor into what kind of like floats around in our brains and comes out of our mouths on a regular basis when we think of the things that are possible for us financially. So here's just a quick example off the top. It's like, if your parents always fought about money in your home and it was always like this point of stress, that of course has the potential to carry over into how you think about money. So you may consider it stressful or something that you don't want to like get into air quotes if you're not watching because you saw the role that it played in your parents' like tumultuous relationship, right? So everything you think and believe has a source, whether it's positive or negative, and that's what we're going to be working through this episode. And before we get into kind of working to understand your limiting money beliefs and moving beyond that, let's quickly talk about budget planners. The budget planners have been a hit and I'm so excited about it. It has everything you need to get really organized, a place for your subscriptions, or all of your debts and the interest rates and the minimum payments. It, it helps you build a bigger picture plan that's just not like, okay, I got paid twice this month and I got these bills to pay. We're moving beyond that to think about like, what can we start saving for in the future that's going to kind of level up our life and our lifestyle? And how can we put together a plan to pay off our debt quickly or to save for a house or save for um, starting a family? And it has all of those resources inside of it. So it has all of the monthly worksheets that you need to keep track of your expenses, the things that you're saving for, upcoming things that you need to start thinking about. And it also has annual sheets that will help you keep track Again, bigger picture. So you can keep tabs on like how much is in your retirement or investment accounts, how much is in your home down payment fund, how much is in your uh, new car fund. And it just has everything you need to just get hyper organized and feel really good about your budgeting plan. So if you would like a budget planner, they are print on demand. So you can just head to my website or in the show notes. Um, but at my website, it's angelahatchie.com slash budget planners. And you can order a hard copy there or you can get the printable version there and just print it out as you need it. The very first thing we need to do is talk about like, what is an example of a limiting money belief? And I gave you one in the intro. It's like, if you saw your parents arguing about money all the time and they were always stressed about it, it probably in some way carried over to your life where you're like, I don't even want to get into it. It's a stress point in my life. I'm not interested in budgeting because you you kind of like associate money and finances with stress. So I see these all the time, like all the time on social media. And, um, you know, I'm trying to limit my social media use a lot because I feel like it's just like, if you followed me for a while, I always say like, social media is a hellscape. It's a wasteland of just like crazy people and dumb people just giving their opinions like their fact. Anyway, it's a long story, but I see this all the time on social media. There's no context for anybody and people are just like making assumptions and making comments and attacking people on a regular basis and limiting money beliefs like rear their head on social media. And I see it every single day. And so these are just like the most extreme examples of this. And then we'll get into kind of your everyday average one. Being an online business owner and being in the social media space, I follow other kind of money finance people or just people that are like, you know, I used to do travel, um, like I used to be a travel blogger as well on a very small scale, like nothing fancy. I used to be a travel agent too. So like anybody who travels or spends their money on stuff like that, there are always comments about how that person is lucky or privileged or they 
shouldn't be showing off their wealth like that, but they're not taking into consideration how other people grew up or whatever the complaint of the moment is. When I see people commenting stuff like, oh, you're so lucky, you're showing off your money. Why don't you go spend your money on something else? Or you're privileged to be able to be doing whatever you're doing, to have an emergency fund, to be budgeting. Um, I think ultimately that is the commenters limiting beliefs kind of like rearing its head. And it's saying, I cannot accept that anybody could live this life because I don't see it as possible for myself. So those people and the, the limiting money beliefs that maybe you have or I have or other people have is comes down to like a couple different like key phrases we can talk about. And it's that they think money is a limited resource, that there's not enough to go around, that we kind of have to like hold on to whatever money we have because we can't enjoy it and it's not to be used on anything other than like necessities, staying alive, rent, food. Um, it's also saying like money is stressed to me. Money is again, not to be enjoyed. Don't spend it on anything that makes you happy. Don't spend it on travel. Don't spend it on, you know, a gorgeous house. Don't spend it on decorating your house. And it kind of brings up those feelings to people. So now we can talk about like, what are some action steps to help you begin to overcome maybe the limiting money beliefs in your own life. And this really is a very simple process. Like don't overcomplicate it. It doesn't need to be like that serious. It's just going through the steps and kind of working to identify what these are and how they play out in our lives. So the first thing I would love for you to do is just to write out what your negative or limiting money beliefs are. So a great way to do that is do like a brain dump. Just get out a sheet of paper or a Google doc and just write down free form what role does money play in your life? If you're like, money is super stressful. I don't want to check my bank account because it stresses me out. I'm always afraid of overdrafting. Like just start writing those things down so you can create like a brain dump of what you associate money with in your life. And then we can start to like pick these things out. Other great questions you can ask yourself to identify what your limiting money beliefs are is am I envious of people doing better than me? Does the idea of paying off my debt seem impossible? And if so, why? Because so many people are in debt and I've talked through this um, kind of mindset block with people before where they're just like, it's impossible. I will never pay off my debt. I'm going to go to my grave with $20,000 in debt and it will never leave me alone. And so those things need to be taken in consideration too, because I've seen people in $200,000 in debt, $300,000 of debt, and there's always a way out of it. So it's identifying what these kind of blocks are in your own life and in your own situation so that we can, again, move past those things. Another great question you can ask yourself is what do you think about people who have money or have some money, have a lot of money? What do you think about those people? Because I've heard, <laughs> again, on social media and in real life, like, people with lots of money are greedy, are bad, evil, terrible people. And so I think that needs to be confronted as well, because if you think that having money is going to make you an evil, terrible person, of course, you're going to avoid doing that. Because if that's how you associate becoming good with your finances or building wealth in your life, of course, you're going to have that internal or external conflict. And then the last point I want to talk about is like, if you don't see a point of managing your finances, that is, of course, a limiting money belief, too, because I've worked with people who earn minimum wage and I've worked with people who earn three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars a year. And so I've worked with people on the income spectrum from very low to very high. And 
both of those things have been common for everyone on that spectrum. It's like, I don't really see the point of managing my finances because I have so much money, I don't need to worry about it. Or I don't see the point of managing my money because I don't have enough money to worry about it. So it's applicable to no matter where you are. And I was in that place too, when I first started out, I've you know, posted about this before, I literally had like a couple dollars extra. And that's what I started budgeting with. I was like, okay, let me roll over this extra $5 bill to next month. And that's how I got started. But that was something that held me back too, was like, I don't make enough money to even make a difference or to pay off my debt or to do anything about it. So what's the point? And that was 100% a limiting money belief that I needed to work to overcome. Because as I tell every person I work with, if you're not making very much money now, and you learn to budget and you learn to manage your finances on a tight budget, imagine the amazing, amazing things you could do as you start to earn more money. Because what I see and what is a common problem in the budgeting kind of like finance space is as people earn more money, they also spend more money. And so if you don't have a plan in place, if you don't have a method to manage your finances, if you're small dumpster fire (laughs) is a dumpster fire. And then you add more money to the dumpster fire. It just becomes bigger, right? Because you don't have anything to contain it or to manage it. You're just adding more fuel to the flame. So it doesn't matter where you're starting from very little income to medium to very high income. There is always a point to managing your finances because you can always, always, always do something no matter where you are on that spectrum. So those are great questions to ask yourself to start maybe digging into those negative money beliefs or limiting money beliefs and just start to identify where they came from and find the source. So I talked about, again, in the very beginning of this episode, if you're like money equals stress, figure out where that came from. Did it come from watching your parents always fight about money? Did it come from trying to put yourself through college and always struggling and not being able to afford rent and picking up night jobs, like find out where that came from. The next step, so that's step one, is figure out what the belief is, where it came from, the source. The second step is to identify what you want to believe instead. So we'll take our example, money equals stress, and try to think of what do we want to believe instead of money equals stress. I've used this example in my own life, like money doesn't equal stress anymore, and I've replaced it with money equals freedom. So I can start to see it in a more positive light for myself of like money is options, money is freedom to do what I want to do. That's your second step. So we've identified where it came from, and then we're going to identify what we want to believe instead. How can we replace money equals stress, as our example, with money equals freedom? And then your third step in this process is find some evidence to support your new belief. So if we're moving into money equals freedom, how can we support that new idea that we've planted in our head, like inception, we're basically inceptioning ourselves with what we want to believe. And then we're going to find evidence to support that thing. Give you just some really like simple ways that you can find evidence to prove that to yourself. So for example, is money now equals freedom in our mind. What is some evidence we can use to prove that to ourselves? So a really easy one would be to budget in $50 every week to go do something for yourself, right? Because then you're using your money to give you freedom to go have a spa day, to go on a camping trip, to do whatever that amount of money will do for you that makes you happy. And so that's just like a really simple example of how you can build that into your budget and then prove it to yourself. Every time you go spend that $50, you're like, right, money does equal freedom because I'm not stressed about this money. It's giving me the ability to go do something that I really care about. Some more really easy examples of transforming money equals stress into money equals freedom is just putting your budget in place in the first part 
gives you kind of the peace of mind that you don't have to stress about it anymore because you will have tabs on exactly where your money is going. So that's another really easy example. It's doing your weekly money check-in, spending 10 minutes every week, just finding where your money went, what you can put it towards in the future. And again, proving to yourself every time you show up every week that it's an act of self-care to take care of your finances. It's not stressful. It's giving you more freedom because you know exactly where your money's going. I just talked about you can set aside a certain amount of money every month to spend on the stuff you enjoy. Go camping, go on a spa trip, take your mom out to brunch, like whatever makes you happy. It's allowing you to go do that thing instead of being stressful. And the last like piece of evidence that you can give yourself that money equals freedom would be like to set boundaries with your significant other or your partner and work to get on the same page financially. Because if your source of money equals stress as the thought in your mind came from your parents always arguing about money, If you get together with your significant other and set boundaries and get together and put together like a plan for managing your finances, that will help you significantly so you don't fall into that same pattern of like money equals stress in your relationship as well. And that is going to be an amazing tool for you to use to prove it to yourself that money is not stressful. It's freedom for you guys to go do the things you love, to go camping together, to go on a weekend trip, to rent an Airbnb. And that would be an incredible thing for you guys to do together. Now I'm going to give you a book recommendation that I feel really helped me with this concept of like, not just limiting money beliefs, but limiting beliefs in general. So my reading recommendation is called The Big Leap. It's by Gay Hendricks. And it's like, I mean, you can find it on Amazon or a bookstore for like, I don't know, $6, maybe definitely less than 10. And it's a quick read, like you can read it in a weekend, but it just paints the picture of how we kind of like try to self-sabotage ourselves when it comes to all of these kind of things, when we're trying to level up, when we're trying to change a habit in our lives in the ways that we self-sabotage ourselves unconsciously, it's incredible. So definitely read because it will give you kind of a foundation for this as well. Like think about this episode and that book in tandem would be an amazing start. So basically the, the big leap will talk about like, everybody has like a threshold where we're comfortable, like whether it's we're comfortable with how happy we are, we're comfortable with how successful we are. And that's kind of like our ceiling. And anytime we get close to the ceiling, we start to feel uncomfortable or we self-sabotage ourselves. And we do something to kind of like knock ourselves down a peg to where we are comfortable. Not comfortable in terms of like, we're doing amazing, we're feeling really happy, we're doing uh, amazing work, we're really successful at our job. Just comfortable in terms of like, I've been in this frame of mind or in this space long enough in my life that I'm comfortable being uncomfortable, basically. The basic premise of the big leap is like, how much happiness can you tolerate in your life? Or do you think is acceptable for you that you're willing to say like, I am worthy of this much happiness. I'm worthy of this much success. Because we all have that kind of like line where we're like, I'm comfortable with this much. Once we go above it, we feel really uncomfortable. We feel like imposter syndrome. We feel like we don't deserve it. We feel like we're not worthy of the happiness or the success that we're experiencing. And so we try to, again, knock ourselves down a peg. And that comes into play with these limiting money beliefs is like, Do you think you're worthy of not having debt anymore? Do you think you're worthy of paying off your student loans? Do you think that you deserve to take an annual vacation? And again, I know these ideas can sound kind of abstract. Like I am not like the woo-woo person at all. I'm not like on that level at all. And so for me, when I first heard these things, I was like, no, that can't be true. Like that doesn't make sense at all. Everything has like a logical explanation for it. And I never thought to myself, like, do I really think that I'm like deserving of 
having everything that I want or does that scare the shit out of me? And the more that I thought about it and then read the big leap, I was like, yeah, you know what? That actually does scare me a lot. And and like thinking about just like living up to your potential or just having the freedom to do what you want and not being beholden to someone like it seems counterintuitive, but it's a lot of pressure because you're like, okay, well, people will expect something of me. If I do this thing, I have to put myself on the hook and show up. And there's like so many factors that go into us not believing that we're either worthy or like deserving of success or happiness that we don't really even think about. And one of the things that the book talks about, The Big Leap, is like if you are on the cusp of like something amazing happening in your life, whether it's like financially or in your relationships or in your professional life, like a really common example among like high level people is before like, I'm sure you can think of examples too, like before a big meeting or a presentation or something, even if we don't think about it, there are ways that we can self-sabotage ourselves. Like we're like, oh, I have a horrible headache or you get into a, a meaningless fight with your significant other and just kind of like put yourself in a bad mood. All of those are ways of like rebalancing you feeling amazing about like the presentation or getting the promotion. And then you start a fight with your significant other for no reason. And you look back on, you're like, why did I start that fight? It's because we're like, I'm at the level where I'm comfortable. If I go above this level, I don't know what's going to happen. We're out of our comfort zone. And I feel like I've given you the gist of the book, but the book gives you like so many more concrete details that you're going to like have your mind blown about it and be like, yeah, I totally do that. And yes, I can totally identify with that. So I cannot recommend that book enough. It's a short read. It'll take a weekend, but it's basically about like, what's your comfort level and how do you self-sabotage yourself trying to move beyond that? And then you can work to tie it in. The book does a good job about this too, about tying it in with finances as well and gives some good examples. Um, but I would love for you to read that too. So, you know, people, I see it all the time. The people I work with are self-sabotaging themselves financially they're asphyxiating themselves with debt and credit cards and trying to just out earn their problems and spending more than what fits in their lifestyle. And why? For what? <laughs> and it falls into this exact thing. Even if you can't put a pin in it, this is what it is. It's a limiting money belief and you have to work to get to the root of that problem before you can fix it. Because if I'm working with people and they're like, I will never get out of debt. It's hopeless. I can't even try. Um, and they have 10 credit cards and they're not willing to do anything to change it. There is a reason why they're stuck in that place. And if I can't, I can't make anybody get past that place. That's the work that you have to do personally. It's the work that I had to do. I can't, it's the whole, like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. It's the same exact thing. If people have these limiting money beliefs in their life, I, there's nothing I can do. I can't make you do anything. I can't force you to do anything. You have to realize that you're not only capable of succeeding, but you also deserve to be successful and deserve to be happy. And that's something that you have to work on yourself before you can put a budget in place and feel committed to it and know that it's going to work for you. We have this problem of like letting ourselves be happy because we don't think we deserve it. And we don't believe like we're worthy of having a carefree existence or a less stressful existence because of whatever limiting money belief we have. So make sure you guys read The Big Leap. It's a great book. It's cheap and it's a fast read and um, it will really like give you some really good concrete examples for this. And obviously I can only explain so much in a podcast and a book. You can really get into the details about it. And I honestly reread um, the big leap probably like once every other year, just because there's always a little tidbit in there that I'm like, Oh, that's, I missed that the first time. So it's really great for that as like a great rereader. So 
that just about concludes this episode. But, you know, I've said it a hundred times and I will never stop saying it. We are playing the long game here with our finances because you're not going to solve your financial, you know, hurdles or problems or get to your financial goals in six months and be done forever. You're like, okay, I'm all done. I did the thing. I can move on. It's about having grace with yourself and working to understand where your thoughts and feelings surrounding money originated from and creating a new reality for yourself. And that is the perfect place to start if you're just like starting out on your financial journey and figuring out how to get to the root of these kind of like money beliefs, limiting negative money beliefs is going to be a real game changer for you. So I hope that was helpful for you. And let me know if you have questions or you want to share um, your limiting money beliefs or you want to like help work through them. I'm more than happy to do that because I think that that's the very beginning of moving up and up and up and starting to chip away at these things that's going to make you like reach your goals so much faster. So with that said, I wanted to quickly talk to you guys about um, a very exciting new program that I'm working on. And I've been putting together the outline for it. And I'm planning out like the first year of content, which is super exciting. This is going to be a community based program. It's going to be a low ticket option because I feel like I have more high ticket options. And I feel like what you guys need, what I've been um, asking you guys is like, where are you in your finances right now? And a lot of people are like, I just need like the accountability or I need the motivation. And I need like the support. Um, and that's what this program is. So it's a low ticket option. It's going to be monthly um, membership style, which I'm super excited about. There's going to be guest experts coming in that you would really only have access to if you like paid them hundreds of dollars to have you know, them come talk to you. And that's really kind of where the magic of this is, is the community. And it's the accountability and the motivation component of budgeting that is so, so hard because you're like, life has its ups and downs. You got to spend some of your emergency fund when something comes up, then you have to build it up. Then you're paying off your credit card and it's a long process. And it's kind of like, we need to keep it fresh and exciting and motivating. And that's the whole point of this new program that I'm super excited to share with you guys. I'm working on the details. There'll be core content inside of it that you can kind of like binge when you get inside the membership. And it's just going to be a really amazing experience that I'm super excited about bringing to you guys. So keep a lookout for that. It's coming um, in the next month or so getting all the details hashed out and making sure it's an amazing experience for everybody inside. So again, keep a lookout for that. And I'm really, really excited to share it with you guys coming up pretty soon here. And thank you again for listening to another episode of Adulthood Academy. And I will see you on the next episode. Enjoy your weekend. <laughs>